you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hey, Dan Miller here, coming to you from the music center of the universe. Well, I just wanted to say that. I heard that. I don't know. I heard that in an interview earlier this week. And yeah, do we are here in Nashville, which uh, makes us, I guess, the music center of the universe. So that's that's kind of a cool thing. I tell people sometimes they comment on all the people that they know who live here in the Franklin, Tennessee area, like Dave Ramsey and Michael Hyatt and Jeff Goins and Andy Traub. And he goes on and on and on. And I said, well, yeah, that's because we are the intellectual capital of the universe. Well, Obviously a false braggadocious statement there, but a cool place to live. It's raining here this morning as I speak, just going into the fall weather, which means spring is coming. I love the change of seasons. The fact that it's not going to be the same, it's going to be changing. And with change always comes the opportunity for new and exciting things as in other areas of our lives. Our theme for today is, are you ignorant enough? How do you like that? I want you to be ignorant but I want you to have another characteristic that goes right along with that. And I'll tell you what that is in just a minute here. Here's some of the questions we'll be looking at today or comments from people. Somebody says, I started dreaming, then planning. And before I knew it, I dreamed too much. What do you think? Is it possible to dream too much? Well, we'll, I'll tell you where it led for this particular listener. Someone says, I hope that in the future, no one has to work. Wow. Makes me cringe to think about that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Dan, why would I do something as crazy as spend $4,800 on a coach that I don't even know? Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll share with you some stories about people who have done just that. And someone says, I asked you a while back in a podcast if I should move to Nashville without a job. And we got an update on the person that I gave some advice to about wanting to move to Nashville without a job. Well, here's our quotation. Now, this comes from Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan heads up the strategic coach based out of Toronto, Canada, but they have offices in Atlanta and Chicago. Anyway, a wonderful program that lots of people have gone through where they pay big bucks to be part of essentially a small mastermind and grow their businesses together. Dan Sullivan says you need two things when you start a business, ignorance and courage. There's the other component. Yeah, you need ignorance but you also need courage. Now, ignorance in the way that I like the, um, the, it's really a Buddhist concept, the beginner's mind, certainly broadened from that, used in a lot of context, but the beginner's mind, that, that refers to having an attitude of openness, eagerness, and a lack of you know, preconceptions when you start studying something. In that sense, ignorance can work for us. As I'm speaking here, there's a whole bunch of artists in the room right next door to me where they meet here at the sanctuary on Wednesday mornings when I record the podcast. But in that are two of my granddaughters. And again, the, the ignorance of youth is something that I love seeing because they come into things with no preconceptions. They don't, they haven't decided in advance that they don't know how to draw a tree or a car or a road or a train they just assume they can. And you know what? They can. I love that. Just that enthusiasm of ignorance when it comes from 
you know, not knowing enough about something to know what you can't do. So you need two things when you start a business, ignorance and courage. My daughter Ashley happens to be in Cancun with her husband this week. And so we have all three of her daughters in addition to my little daughter who just arrived back from Africa, Sersha. So we have Clara, Ellie, Juliet and Sersha all gracing us with their presence this week. It's been a, a great time at the Miller household and, and seeing the enthusiasm of these little girls in the way that they approach everything. Something we need to, uh, we need to share and certainly not something we need to, to get away from. Now, one of our supporters for today's show is Harry's Razors. Now, you, you've heard me talk about them before. I mean, I was a fan. I was a user way before they ever approached me about helping to spread the word. And I was happy to do so when that came up. But, you know, I love everything about Harry's. I love the company. They, they took over a, a German company. So they, the precision with which they make their blades is amazing. So we're not talking about some cheap, chintzy product here. We're talking about a high-class piece of machinery here, the razor. Now, somebody sent me, Greg Gilbert, one of our listeners, sent me a photo shopped shot of the front cover of 48 days to the work you love recently. And he, he had changed it. So it was 48 shaves and he put up forward by Harry's razors. It was really beautiful cover. Well, it, it prompted an idea in my mind. I ought to see if I could get 48 shaves from one of the razors. Here's the deal. I made a note inside the medicine cabinet in our bathroom that I started using the current razor that I'm using, a Harry's razor, on September 19th. September 19th. Now, I'm recording this on November 5th. You want to count those days? It's 48 days. I've never even thought about changing it out. I've not been trying to stretch it out purposely. I've just been using it, and I didn't realize Till today, till I got back to my notes here, that today is actually the 48th day. So, in fact, yeah, I've got 48 sheaves out of that baby. But anyway, this is another thing that's happening. You probably have heard about Movember. Now, if you know Movember, it's about Movember and mustaches. Harry's Razors is one of the sponsors for that event as well. So whether or not you're growing a mustache or a beard this month or getting ready for some kind of a holiday event, Boy, grab a hold of a, a Harry's razor. When you get back in the game, you're going to want to have one on hand. Now, now the shaver set starts at only $15. I mean, that includes the razor, three blades, and your choice of Harry's shave cream or their new foaming shave gel, both of which I use. They also have a new moisturizer, and they sent me that. It's really cool as well. I'm using that. So if you go to harrys.com, you can get $5 off even that $15 set. That's a value, a uh, great deal at that. You can get $5 off of that if you just put in 48 days as your coupon code. But believe me, it's going to change the way you shave forever. I've got so many cool stories from those of you who are listening who did, in fact, take action on that and are now sending me your, your rave reviews about being introduced to Harry. So we're delighted to share that with you. Now, let me give you one of the stories here I got from Chris, who says, Dan, this is the first email I've sent to you, a great podcast, online radio. When you mentioned the proposition to listen or read positive input for an hour a day, you would bet that the person could double their income in six months 
Well, I thought, hey, I've been listening to podcasts for two plus years. It's time to just poke the box. So I used your book as a guideline. Boom. Within days, I picked up a consulting position for just one company that's now paying me $37,500 for a six-month project with the opportunity to continue the same gig thereafter. I'm still running my lawn care and property preservation business at the same time. I love hearing those stories. Now, there's a whole bunch of you out there. Tim Schifferly is going through six months where he's documenting what he's reading, the points he's getting out of that every single day. He's doing that. You can find that over at 48days.net in the group there. But I, I love the stories that are coming in about people who did take me up on that challenge. I put it out, not expecting it to be a literal challenge, but a whole lot of you took it as such. And I'm delighted that you did where you're now in that period of time where you are in fact reading increased your reading. And I told you that if you do that, you can expect to double your income in six months. Now the six months is going to be up about the second week in February. So I'll be looking for all those stories to come rolling in. Actually what I did, I put out that if you, if you do, you know, read great books, forget exactly how I structured it, but if you read great books for six months, if you don't double your income, I'll buy your lunch just to hear what went wrong? See if we can try to figure it out. And if you do that, I'll buy your lunch because I want to hear the success stories. So either way, you, you can't lose with that. If in fact you are doing it. Now, if you just stuck your toe in the water, you know, things may not change much and I'm not going to buy your lunch. But if you invested yourself in the process, yeah, I'd be delighted to, to hear your story, get together with you, uh, whether it was great success or not. And frankly, I'm not sure how it could not lead to success. So thanks so much, Chris, for your note there. We got some others that I've got built into some of the other questions here. So with that, we're going to go ahead and make that our portion where we celebrate the champions, celebrate the success stories. So we'll bring up our music here a little bit. Hey, if you've got a success story to share, we'd love to hear it. Just go to 48days.com, click on the podcast link, look for the little red starburst. You can put your story in there. Or you can just send that to me at askdan at 48days.com. Let us know what you're doing to move yourself into the range of being a champion. Yeah. Got to let Freddie Mercury just, just carry that long note out there before we, I wouldn't have the audacity to cut him off midstream. Well, let's go to some more questions. James says, hi, Dan. I'm the product of attending Automobile University with my professor, Dan Miller. I listened to you day after day, month after month. I started dreaming, then planning. And before I knew it, I dreamed too much. Within a short period of time, when I entered my office, I would feel sick to my stomach. It was not whom I was made to be. Thus, the beginning of June this year, I resigned my lifetime career in financial services. The waves are so scary, but, but I'm still on top of the water. I've attached a copy of an ebook I wrote. It's called, Are You Earnest? How One Man Sincerely Grew His Business. It's a parable about a man named Ernest Lee, who under, isn't that a great name? Ernest Lee. Wow. Who took, undertook a journey of following his dreams and how he landed upon seven powerful pillars for growth. The principles are easily applied to business ministry or even relationships. The work is currently on Amazon for 99 cents. 
perhaps a shameless plug, but I trust this will encourage your listeners as you have encouraged me. I blog at lifeisnotscripted.com and wish you a hearty God bless you. Thanks for your bidding to get out of the boat. Well, golly, thanks for your note, James. I love that. Dreamed too much. That's an interesting concept. Frankly, I'm not sure that's possible. Now, now I, I should qualify that because if you're dreaming means that you're just, you know, sitting back in a chair with your eyes closed, you know, thinking, yeah, you've got to move from that to action. But I love the idea of dreaming. I love having my four little granddaughters here this week and just asking them about what they're thinking. I mean, they see things that I miss and they hear things that I miss. They think about things that I've long since forgotten. And I love the rich freshness of those little girls in the way that they dream. I just walked through the sanctuary where the ladies are painting out there. And Sertia, who's two years old, is on her play telephone. She's got a lively conversation going on. Very loud, but a lively conversation going on on the phone. Now there's nobody on the other end. Or is there? You see, <laughs> I mean, we, we laugh because we think it's silly. There's no, she's talking to nobody. Hey, I don't know. I have no idea who she's connected to. But in her mind, she's having a very adult, mature conversation. Love the process. Now this comes from Michelle. Michelle Wright, who's been involved in the 48 Days community for a long, long time. Golly, at one time she was doing transcriptions of the podcast and she's done transcription work for us since then. I just had her do uh, the 48 days countdown that we did where we launched it on October 1st. And we'll do the follow-up for those of you who took advantage of that special where we had 10 books for $48. We're going to do the wrap up for that on November 18th. And she did the transcription for the first presentation there. Anyway, she sent me this. She says, Dan, I saw this on the back of a Chipotle bag a month ago or so. And I thought to myself, how well-meaning yet misguided. Now here's what it says on the Chipotle bag comes from George Sanders, George Sanders. And it says, Hope that in future all is well. Everyone eats free. No one must work and all just sit around feeling love for one another. Now that's what it says in the bag. Okay. Michelle says, I know at one time in my late teens and early twenties, I would have thought a world where no one had to work would be great. Now in my late thirties, I realize how important it is for people to have something worthwhile to do. I know that work was given to Adam before the fall. So it's not a punishment, but a God given responsibility. You enlighten me on this biblical fact, and I now share it with others. Thought, what good is it to feel love for one another if we never do anything to benefit them and express that love? How, how would we get food, shelter, and clothing if we didn't have to work? Anyway, I thought that quote would get a rise out of you. Well, yeah, it got a rise out of me. It's horrendous to think about it and to think that people would wish for a world where everyone would eat free and no one had to work. I can't think of anything more crippling to the human spirit than to get your food for free and not have to work. Now we've seen that borne out and a whole lot of people around the world where they got their food for free and don't have to work. What does that do to their dreams, to their talents, to their abilities? It absolutely destroys them and it breaks my heart when I see that happen. Hey, speaking of responsibility in financial areas, I had the privilege this morning of having breakfast with my dear friend, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He's in town. He's in Nashville, lives in Baltimore, 
currently haven't moved there from Seattle, but he was in, he's in town because of a stewardship conference that Dave Ramsey's having the next couple of days. And Rabbi Daniel Lappin is here to speak. He's shot me a note, said, Hey, I'd love to get together. So we had the privilege of having breakfast together. He's working on his new book uh, about marriage and money that he'll have completed in about six weeks. I'm excited to get that as well, but love talking about the biblical principles of handling money well and the thrill and excitement and privilege we have of working and then managing well the resources that uh, that unleashes. Now, here's here's a, a, a very lengthy email, and I will not read all of it, but it comes from Aaron. And he says, you never know until you ask. He says, my name is Aaron. I've been a big follower of yours for many years. I've purchased and read all of your books, including multiple others for friends and family. I have multiple career kits. I listen to your podcast. I've been a member of 48days.net for a long time. I actually met you and Ashley at uh, Kent Julian's Speak It Forward Boot Camp. And he goes on about, he says, one thing I know for sure is that I myself am my biggest problem. I've been dreaming of being an influential entrepreneur most of my life. My childhood environment created many opportunities to learn how to overcome obstacles. I started working at 13 years old. Before I graduated in high school, I joined the Army, had already enrolled in college. Goes on, I'm going to drop down through. To be honest, I enjoyed learning different industries and jobs, but soon realized that I get bored is easily. I've never been truly happy working for others. Um, since 2012, I've had three different jobs. Recently left the one I was at because I just couldn't do it anymore. I don't have a quitter's mentality, but my friends and family are starting to worry about me. Um, I know I have to work, but I can't seem to be able to find a job that I would be happy with knowing that working for someone else is not my goal or dream. I look through job sites and do research on companies that might interest me, but when it comes down to taking action, it's someone depressing because I'm only doing it to keep my family afloat, and I know that I don't really want to. Now, what Aaron is asking, essentially, he says, my issues are I have not found my voice or message, have no idea what my target market would be, no finances to be able to market or to join the local chamber of commerce. My wife is supportive of me starting a company and aiming for my dream, but she would be happier if I just find a job and stick with it, do the stability and her concerns about being able to make it financially. I need some help on steps I might take to see you know, to get started, I listen to all your material. Somehow I just can't seem to break through whatever it is in front of me. Now, he, he says he lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He'd be willing to come to Tennessee if there would be an opportunity to work with me. I just need some help to break the ceiling. Well, I wish I had a magic pill for you, Aaron. You're going to have to find a focus. You've addressed so many different things, so many different directions. And that's a wonderful starting point. But ultimately, you have to find a focus if you're going to get any real traction at all. You've got to find something that you do extremely well, something where you bring unique value to the table, something that where you're already extremely passionate about it. I mean, you've got to find that before there, it makes any sense to start a business. I mean, you don't become successful just by starting a business. You open the door to success by starting a business in an area where you're already passionate and somewhat knowledgeable. Now, here's the other part of your question, and, I, and I'm going to go on to the, the, the next question. Segways beautifully from this, in that it's very related. But here's the deal: you're you're asking essentially for free coaching. I already described just a minute ago 
what we see happen to people when they get free food. It cripples their spirit. The process of working by which to then earn your own food is a very legitimate human growth process. If we short circuit that we short circuit the end result, the gratification of eating the food that you worked and created with your own hands in the same way. I'm going to tell you about some of our coaches who struggle with the idea that they just want to be in this for ministry. They just want to give their coaching away. And I'm telling them you're short circuiting the process. You're cheating your clients. You're cheating the people that work with you. If you just do it for free. Now I'm very much all for ministry. I certainly do lots of lunches and free coaching and speak at events where I don't get paid that kind of thing. I'm not saying that you have to get money every time you do anything at all, but I'm saying for a real coaching process, here's the way that I handle that. Incidentally, I do not do free coaching. Now, if somebody makes a case, you know, for meeting with me, I mean, I, I have lunch meetings about three times a week. That's all but I schedule those. And for the most part, there are people that simply want to meet with me. And I know that if you could frame it and saying that they just want free coaching, that's okay. I know that. And that's okay. I don't resent that begrudge that, but that's not really my coaching process. I'm happy to have an hour over lunch with somebody and shed any kind of insight, pour into them in any way that I can that would help them. But that's not really my coaching process. That, that goes a lot deeper. That's, that's different. And for that, I just, don't think that it serves anybody well to just do that for free. Now we have lots of resources. We give away lots of things and there's certainly many things you can open yourself up to, to help you in this clarification process. But when it gets to the point where we're really going to do the Eagles club or a coaching process that I do. Yeah. I mean, I work with a lot of pastors. Ask me what my typical discount is for pastors because everybody knows pastors don't make money and they expect things for free and we ought to help them out because of the worthy work they're doing. My discount is zero. They pay exactly the same thing as dentists, psychologists, physicians, engineers, business entrepreneurs because, and you know, they don't ask me for discounts. They want to invest in the process, knowing that when they're as an investment, when they're skin in the game, they invest differently. They integrate in the material, the process much differently than if it's free. I mean, we know in our culture, there's a close connection between cost and perceived value. If it's free, it probably doesn't have much value. And I don't want to cheat people in what I make available to them by pretending that it's free. Okay. Now let me go on here. Scott asked, been reading 48 days. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of months. My vision is to operate a strategic consulting and coaching firm to a variety of clients while also speaking and developing products. Before I would do something as crazy as spend $4,800 on a coach that I don't even know, but have heard great things about my one major question is of those whom you have coached and you receive updates from number one, what percentage of those who have been through the program have launched what we would classify as a successful full-time business. Number two, what is the average annual income that your students have generated? While the anecdotal success stories are of use, having these hard numbers, if they are available with a greater subset of students would be very helpful in decision-making. I'm hungry on the strength finder scale, score the following connectedness, activator, input, ideation, command. I'm excited about your response. Thank you for your thoughtfulness and perseverance in motivating us. Blessings, Scott. 
Let me give you a couple personal examples. A few years ago, I decided I was going to experiment with this thing that we were calling teleseminars. And I thought, would people really pay just to be on the telephone to hear me talk about a topic? And I thought, well, before I just try that, just kind of go out on a wing and a prayer, I'm going to learn from somebody who seems to be doing that really well. I checked around, got a bunch of referrals for a particular guy named Alex Mendozian. He had a course on teleseminar secrets, how to make money on teleseminars. It was $1,800. I never met him face to face, never saw him. Well, I have since then, but I mean, during the course, I did not. That was not part of the process at all. It was strictly a teleseminar, obviously delivered by me just listening in on the telephone. $1,800. I enrolled in that. My own son questioned that. He says, man, we can figure this out. We've got an audience. We had, at the time, we have a, had a newsletter subscription audience of about 17000 as I recall. I paid the $1,800 to go through his course. The very first teleseminar I did was titled Write to the Bank, W-R-I-T-E, How to Turn Your Writing into Income. And I thought, you know, people ask me about that. We'll do a 70-minute workshop on that and see if people, you know, respond to it. Now, this was back before we had the easy access for online connections like we do today, free conference call and all of those. We use Instant Teleseminar, which is another Alex Mendozian product, incidentally. But we use that. And, of course, now it's real easy to have a whole lot of people on the phone at one time. Back then, we had to estimate the crowd in advance and pay for the lines that had to be made available. So I had to pay $500 for that setup. And I thought, ooh, ouch. You know, I invested $1,800 in this and now I'm going to pay $500 just for the privilege of having the access available for people. I didn't know who was going to show up. I charged $69 for that first teleseminar. And that night I thought if I could just recover my $500 at least, I'll be happy in the process. I'll learn something and it'll take me further in what I want to do. I'm sure. But that night, not only did I recapture the $500, I put an extra clean, untampered with $18,000 in my bank account. Now you can do the math on that. People paid $69, but we had people from Singapore and Thailand and New Zealand and Norway and Sweden, just people who resonated with the topic. I only promoted it to my newsletter audience, but I put $18,000 in my bank account. Now the real point is there is no way in the world I would have done it with that kind of success had I not invested the $1,800 for the training that I paid for on the front end. And that's exactly the formula that I look for. And I've continued to do that. If I go to a conference where I pay $2,000 to go there, what I'm looking for, what are the one or two principles that are going to add $20,000 to my income in the next 12 months. I look for the 10 X factor all the time. Recently uh, shared that with my mastermind group. You know what, how can you 10 X your business? You, we get more excited about 10 times something than we do. Gee, a 3% increase. That doesn't excite anybody. How can you 10 X your impact? And if you want to your financial return as well, but I always look at it in that way. And I've experienced that time and time and time again. That's why I freely go 
to workshops and seminars because I have a history of knowing that I can look for those nuggets that are going to give me a 10 times return. Guess what I expect to have when people invest $4,800 with me as a coach? I expect them to get a 10 times return that investment in the next 12 months. That means I expect them at a minimum to get $48,000 that they would not otherwise have had. Now here's the deal. Even with our coaching with excellence event, that's a thousand dollars. I tell people when they come to that, if you think you're going to come here and just blow a thousand dollars to have a couple days to hang around with Dan and some other really cool people, you know, don't do it. I want you to come with the anticipation, the expectation that you're going to get a 10 times return in the next 12 months. And frankly, we give you a checklist when you leave coaching with excellence of the 25 steps to do, to walk you right through success. If you come to our event and you walk through those steps of taking action, if you don't get an extra $10,000, I'll refund the thousand dollars you invested to come to the event. No problem at all. Because again, I, I don't think it could possibly be done. Now that being said, Scott, We've got a whole bunch of 48 days coaches out there. I mean, they're very easy to access. You see them all over 48days.net. If you go to the coaching tab at 48days.com, you'll see coaches who are certified 48 days coaches. You can contact any of them you want to and ask them any questions you want to, but you're going to see things from people like Royce Harrell. Royce is an example. Royce retired technically from a medical company where he had done really well, but he wanted to make an impact. He wanted to really have a significant role in the lives of young men who were developing as business leaders. And I said, I know you're a nice guy and you could just do it for free. But I said, don't do it. You need to charge as a coach. Well, he had been doing a lot of work through Brentwood Baptist church where he goes to church. So people knew they could get in touch with him. And I said, just, you can do that, do it all you want to, but also offer the opportunity to people to pay you for your coaching services. I have a photocopy of the first check he got. It's a check for $1. It's a gentleman who we both had known well, had gone through a recent bankruptcy. He really needed some help. Royce sat down with him and helped him. And their agreement was the guy would pay him $1. He wrote him a check and I have a photocopy of that check that broke the dam for Royce to see himself as a professional rather than just a nice guy. That was in February of 2011. Two days ago, I got a note from Royce in the mail. He said, among other things, he said, it's my pleasure to tell you that last month, November was my biggest month with gross revenues of over $12,000. Now he has a heart for service like few people I've ever experienced, but he carefully positioned himself as a coach and now is being viewed as such by the people that he was serving all along. I mean, I love those kind of stories. If Royce doesn't need the money, he can give it any way that he wants to, but it's still accelerates and accentuates the positive process of coaching by him charging for what he's doing. People invest in it more and it's very affirming to him that he's doing good work to have people continue to pay him as they do and stand in line, you know, for coaching. But I mean, Royce is an example of that. You've heard me talk about lady J Giovanna Ellison, 
who in her first 60 days made over made $16,300. I mean, we document that we have a lot of fun with that. The way she did that was really cute. It was one of those things, again, the beginner's mind, the, the, the enthusiasm of ignorance and not knowing all the right things to do. She just jumped in the game. People responded. Boom. Jim Judge came through our coaching mastery program, $4,800. He wanted to do workshops based on using the disc profile. And he's very familiar in the corporate setting. He was with a company that does a lot of corporate consulting. He presented the idea to them, said, I'm going to be leaving because this is what I want to do. And they said, geez, why don't you do that within our company structure? We offer that as a service to our client companies. Do it within the position that you already have. He said, well, sounds reasonable to me. They gave him a $1.2 million goal in the very first year that he would generate. He did that and more. He actually went past $10 million that he generated offering the workshops and seminars that he wanted to do where he was going to leave his job, ended up doing them under the umbrella in the company that he was already working with. And for that, he was compensated. Well, I shouldn't be sharing stories, but he was compensated right in the neighborhood of $400,000. Came through our coaching mastery program. We helped him structure that whole transition. Clark Gaither is in a Clark is a physician. His new website is Dr. Burnout. Oh, I mean, I don't need to share with you the projections that we've made, but he needs to replace a very significant income. Let me just say that he needs to replace his very significant income now as a physician with what he wants to do in the coaching arena. And I'm totally confident that he'll do that. John McKee quit his job as a police officer. He does small business coaching and they're moving from Lakeland, Florida to New York city. Brian Holmes, he, he formed a strategic alliance. He's in a new member in our coaching mastery program. Well, actually joined in January. Oh boy, that's you know, not so new. Not another thing about it. Came in January he and his wife, Sabrina, but joined the coaching mastery program. We've been really intentional about positioning him. He created a strategic alliance with an organization in Dallas where he'll be holding four major events next year with a projecting net profit to him from those four events alone of a quarter million dollars. Last time he was here in Nashville for one of our events, he took a test flight in a plane that he's thinking about buying. He's going to buy a personal plane to travel around to do these workshops. That's the level at which he's operating as a coach. Of course, you've heard me talk about Kent Julian. I'm headed down to Atlanta yet this week for his uh, Speak It Forward conference. I'll be speaking there, but he's doing those conferences. In a recent week, he spoke eight times in one week in Texas. Yeah, he's, he's doing quite well. <laughs> doing quite well. And you're welcome to talk to him about that. Michael McGreevy, you've heard me share stories from Michael. I got a note from him. He says, Dan, I want to thank you for everything you've done to flip my world upside down. Now, Michael came into this. He's a construction guy. He does remodeling jobs. That's his background, but it has a real heart for coaching and wanted to position himself, came to coaching with excellence. He says, Dan, I want to thank you for everything you've done to flip my world upside down. I was raised with the understanding that the ideal job provides security and benefits. You grind out 30 plus years and you'll be rewarded with a good retirement. But that model never seemed to fit me. Consequently, I felt stupid and undisciplined. I've always had a heart to help people, but I was convinced I could never make a living doing what I love. Everything changed when I showed up at the sanctuary for coaching with excellence. 
I walked away thrilled at the prospect of becoming a coach. I immediately signed up for the coaching mastery program. I'm now a certified 48 days coach and doing the work I love. I recently met the lead dancer choreographer for Jennifer Lopez on an airplane. We connected and have been in contact for the past few months. I regularly have offered him value, not expecting anything in return. Last week, he shared with me the contact information and personal situations of 15 of his closest friends in the entertainment industry. He reached out to each of them and suggested that they work with me. I've already received four responses requesting my coaching. My business is starting to explode. You've given me everything I need to become a successful coach. And most of all, you've helped me believe in myself. Thank you, Dan. Respectfully, Michael McGreevy. Now, those are the kind of stories we've got there. I don't try to twist anybody's arm into getting involved in our coaching mastery program. We stay pretty much at what I consider a maximum capacity for that because I invest a lot of time and energy with those people. They help each other. It works best in small groups. So when, when you say, why would you, I don't know. I mean, obviously there has to be a, a great level of trust, but it's not like there aren't unknown results out there. There are a whole lot of people out there who have been through the program. Some just the coaching with excellence event, a two day event, introduce you to all the things that I've done in coaching and some from people who have stepped up the game significantly by being in coaching mastery. So, Hey, take it, take it for what it's worth. You know, you can ask any questions. I, I love your question, your forthrightness about why would you spend $4,800 with some dude that you don't know? You shouldn't, you should know a whole lot about Dan Miller before you invest that kind of money. But the information is readily available out there. You can Google me any day you want to talk to thousands of people, uh, do your research and then make a decision that you're comfortable with. But also with the expectation that this is not going to be an expense. This is an investment in 10 times in the return as a very minimum. Wow. Need to take a breath from that. Good time to bring this in. Just kind of a little transition here. I'll switch gears and go to some more questions. But you're hearing questions from listeners just like you. I welcome those. Love the time every Wednesday morning when I open up that designated mailbox and start looking at the questions that you all have submitted. So if you've got one, feel free to shoot it into me. You can go to the 48days.com site, click on the podcast link, look for the red starburst there. You can see it there. You can also just shoot an email to ask Dan at 48days.com. I'll get it directly. This comes from Paul who says, Dan, I didn't catch the name of the podcast newsletter that you talked about. I believe the author's name was Joseph. If you know where I can subscribe, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks and have a great day. Paul from the, from the hike healthy podcast. Well, yes, that was a note we got from Joseph Berman and he has a newsletter for podcasters. Now he talked about that. He talked about the fact that he just decided that would be a great idea. And he ran into John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire at an event. John encouraged him. I think Cliff Ravenscraft encouraged him. And he started a newsletter. Well, I signed up for it. And incidentally, the site is pod to pod. P-O-D-T-O-P-O-D dot com. Pod to pod dot com. That's where you sign up for Joseph's newsletter. And I've gotten a couple issues. It is packed with information. I mean, I was blown away at 
what he's compiled just coming out of the gate. It's really rich in content. So if you are a podcaster, by all means, you want to get involved in that. Got a question here. This comes from Daryl. Daryl's got a question. I'll let you uh, I'll let you listen to this. Hey, this is Daryl Lyons. I'm starting a um, a book launch. I have now until January 5th. There's not a lot of business days left. How would you aggressively start your launch campaign to maximize pre-orders prior to January 5th? Thanks, guys. Now, this is a question that is common to thousands of you because so many people that I talk to want to write a book. And we know that the barriers to doing that have been pretty much removed. So you can go ahead and write a book, as Daryl has done. Now, how do you get it out there? What do you do in the pre-launch? Well, I'm going to give you some people who are doing a really good job of that that you can go check out. One of those is Carrie Oberbrunner. Carrie wrote a book, Day Job to Dream Job. He did a masterful pre-launch doing interviews and uh, having other people who know and care about him, you know, get the word out there. That's certainly what you want to do. This is a time to pull out all the stops. I mean, I've got a book, new book coming out in January and I'm now circling back through all the podcast and radio shows that I've been on in the last couple of years. And we'll go back through those again. But even if you're starting out, you know, look out, reach out to podcasters. I mean, they're looking for good content. Radio hosts are looking for good content. Some of the radio hosts are dying on the vine. They're bored. They need fresh content. If you've got a hook in your message, those you'll find those people to be really receptive. Another person to look at is Jelana Ellison. I've already mentioned her. You go to Lady J. Just go look up Lady J and her site will come right up. Jelana Ellison. She's doing a pre-launch for her book right now. She's asking people to buy that book in advance. She's Her husband happens to be a pastor. She's going to do a presentation at the church. It's a very large church, so she'll get a lot of pre-orders from that. But those are the kind of things that you need to do to get the word out there. Now, the third thing I want to tell you, Daryl, that you need to do is check out my buddy, Tim Knox. Tim Knox does a regular podcast and it's titled Interviewing Authors. He's interviewed about 120 authors at this point, And those authors share their secrets. They're not secrets. But they just have opened up their hearts readily. And there's an archive there of authors who share exactly what they did to connect with their audience. You know, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, how to get it out there, how to build connection with people as you're leading up to the launch date. So go to interviewing authors and you're going to get a bunch of information from Tim's interviews there that'll help you setting up your own pre-launch. You know, it's an exciting process. It's something I stay excited about. We're excited about the things that we're doing now to get ready for the January 1st, launch of the 10th anniversary edition of 48 days to the work you love. You're going to be hearing a lot of things from me and yeah, I'm going to be doing lots of interviews, lots of writing, lots of fun things we're going to offer as pre pack pre sale packages with that. I mean, when I did my last book launch, we did a little Indiegogo project where people got packages of books along with candy and jewelry and pre-launch event that we did at the legends country club here where if you bought at a certain level, you would get to come to that. So you might even do that. Daryl, you can go back, just go to Indiegogo and do a search for wisdom meets passion. It'll pull up the book launch that I did when I launched that book and show all the 
rewards there that I offered for people who bought in at certain levels. And that was very, very successful for us in doing that. Really that, that little fun thing that we did there provided all the funding to do the big fancy party that we did at the legends club with, you know, awesome catering, live music and all of that. So there are ways to do it without having a big expense at all. Just got to get creative. Vincent says, just a couple more. I want to share. Vincent said in your last podcast, I heard the story about Stacy who was looking for a photography coach. Now Vincent was here for coaching with excellence and he is traveling around the country doing photography at every major baseball stadium that there is just a really neat thing, but he has started coaching. He, he said, I got to know from him right after he says, since I left the sanctuary, I dove into the information that you taught and provided for all of us. This is again, somebody who invested the money to come with coaching with excellence. Vincent says, I coach photographers and small business owners, and I'm so excited to let you know that I booked five full service clients to start my coaching business with many more in different varieties. I'm so excited by the amazing results that have happened already. Now, the reason Vincent just shot me a note is because he heard me talk about Stacy, who was looking for somebody to coach her in photography. And he says, hey, point her my way, which I have done. Stacy's delightful gal. I've had some communication with her. I have pointed her to a couple other resources as well. But Vincent was kind enough to say, hey, I'm doing photography coaching. I'd love to work with her. So that was really cool. Hey, let me give you one more here and we're going to wrap up. This comes from Matt who says, Dan, I want to thank you for everything you do. I asked you a while back in a podcast if I should move to Nashville without a job. Well, in June, we decided we would move from Cincinnati to Nashville in August after I finished the CPA exam. We were nervous as I didn't have a job lined up. But we sure were in store for blessings. Our house in Cincinnati got an offer a week before we moved and I got a job interview and a subsequent job offer with a great accounting firm four days after we moved. He says, I do have a quick question. We moved to Spring Hill and the biggest struggle is to get out to meet new people. Are there great places in the Nashville Franklin area to meet great people? I'd love to start a mastermind group. Thanks for everything you do, Matt. Well, hey, congratulations on taking action on your dream of moving to Nashville. How cool was that? Spring Hill, Andy Traub and his wife and kids just moved to Spring Hill. I'll connect you with Andy. Find him on 48days.net. Just get connected with Andy. He's a great connector. He knows all the hot spots. Frothy Monkey in Franklin. I mean, at any given time, you can walk in there and there's going to be a group of 48 days people hanging out there. So that's a great place to connect with people. And we can sure give you some other ideas as well. Hey, remember our quotation today? You need two things when you start a business. Ignorance and courage. Hey, I hope you have an abundance of both of those. Ignorance and courage. Bring them on. Don't be too smart to see new opportunities. Keep your keep a beginner's mind. Well, hey, it's a delight as always. Spend this time with you. Thanks so much for being part of this audience, for giving me your feedback and questions. And thanks for being part of this amazing group of people who are, in fact, finding or creating work that is meaningful purposeful, and profitable. 